0: Yeah. Huh? Hello, everybody. My name is Jay. Welcome to How Did I Get Here? And this is a show where we live our best lives on the internet and come out the other side knowing more but not feeling all that much smarter. Now, what does this mean? I say this every episode, but you will find out. Please stick till the end of the show and you will definitely know what all that gibberish just meant. Before we start today, I want to remind you to please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Also, check out our videos on YouTube.com slash Dive Studios, as well as subscribe and turn on notifications. Be the first one to see all the good content. Alrighty. The meat of today, our question, what is a cognitive bias? I had no idea what that meant. And so I saw the article and I just Googled it. So for those of you who are like me and aren't of higher learning like Diane, we, I'm going to read you exactly what it means.
1: Okay, got it. Give it to us.
0: A cognitive bias is a systematic pattern of deviation from normal or rational judgment. Mm. Individuals create their own subjective reality from their perception. Okay, so it's a very biased form of thinking to aid you to continue your fantasy of whatever you thought was right on a subject. And cognitive, what was the word again?
1: Bias.
0: (laughs) Cognitive biases make it difficult for you to to accept and understand the real truths. Having understood that, there are 20 types of cognitive biases that affect your decisions. Ooh, There's a lot so we're just gonna carefully go through these and then while i'm explaining it it may take a bit of time but just see how it applies to you because i feel like i was going through this list and i felt like oh these this is true for a lot of the things that i think mm. so i was very cognitively biased which is wrong i think
1: is that a biased thought <laughs> is that
0: a cognitively biased opinion it could be yeah. let's go into it first one anchoring bias People are over-reliant on the first piece of information that they hear. And this affects everything else you hear after it.
1: Oh. So
0: that's a bias. And I was like, from number one, I was like, this is me. This whole list is me.
1: Get it? (laughs) It's the first thing you read (laughs) and you're like, me.
0: (laughs) Cognitive bias. That was the anchoring bias. Second one, availability heuristic. I don't even know if I pronounced that right. People overestimate the importance of information that is available to them. A person might argue that smoking is not unhealthy because they know someone who lived to 100 and smoked three packs a day.
1: Ah, So it's a bias. Yeah, and like thinking outliers are more significant than they are.
0: Yeah, alcohol doesn't ruin your liver. I saw this guy drink three bottles of wine, 10 cans of beer, and live to 120. And he's healthy as a a horse. Is that how you say it? sure healthy as a healthy animal yeah i think that's the term for it (laughs) but yeah so that is the availability heuristic bias bandwagon effect is also one the probability of one person adopting a belief increases the increases based on the number of people who believe hold that belief watch oh this video's thumbnail looks interesting but it has 50 views compared to oh this thumbnail looks whatever but it has a million views. This must definitely be the better video.
1: Mm. That's true.
0: Bandwagon effect. Bah! Class. I
1: was in a class for comedy writing in college and our professor, he said, if you're in a room and you're they're reading your script and one and one or two people are laughing in a room of 10, the joke's not funny. Even if they're laughing hard and they're like crying laughing, it's not funny. And if you're reading a script and you're not laughing, but 8 out of 10 people are, the joke's funny. Oh. That's what he said. I don't know if I agree, but I do remember him saying that.
0: Bandwagon effect. Mm. It makes sense. And I also feel like if 8 people are laughing, the other two are just going to be like, "Ha, ha 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 chuckling, even if they don't get it.
1: Maybe. Or just looking at each other like, the (laughs) hell?
0: What? crazy. (laughs) All right, number four. Blind spot bias. Failing to recognize your own cognitive biases is a bias in itself. So if you are not aware of all these biases and see how they apply to yourself, if they do, then you are also part of the blind spot bias because you are putting a bias on your opinion of the truth.
1: (laughs) Bias. (laughs) Bias.
0: Choice supportive bias. When you choose something you tend to feel positive about, even if that choice has flaws. Interesting. Now, what does this mean? They give an example. Like how you think your dog is awesome, even if it bites people every once in a while. Yeah. So, reasonably, your dog could be awesome. It's probably awesome to you, though, not to the person who bit it. Mm -hmm. So, technically, the dog wouldn't be awesome. Yes. It would be a dog that bites.
1: And those two truths can exist, like coexist with each other. Yeah,
0: they could. Six, clustering illusion. This is the tendency to see patterns in random events. Ah, now example. Okay, you are at an arcade and you see this like turning wheel with like, you got to choose what color it lands on, right? And it, it landed on green mm-hmm. for the last 10 turns. Most people are going to be like, it's probably not going to land on green now. Or some people might be like, it's probably going to land on green. That is a clustering illusion bias. Basing your opinion on something that has no relevance to the next answer. Kind of like how people are like, they flip a quarter and you land heads four times in a row. You're going to be like, it's going to be tails the next one. Guess what? Doesn't matter. 50% again. It could not be. Mm. Seven. Confirmation bias. We tend to listen only to inform- information that confirms our preconceptions. So you only look. Your brain kind of works in a way where it picks things out and hears things that it wants to hear. I do this a lot. I remember things that I want to remember. Do I remember borrowing five dollars from Tone? No, but do I remember <laughs> giving him my sandwich? Yes. <laughs> that is how that works.
1: I, f- I feel for this town. Tone. 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 <laughs> tone. The tone. drummer. Uh, He's a drummer? He's a drummer in our team. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Day six. Big Yes, yes. Confirmation bias, that was that.
0: Next one. (laughs) Conservatism bias. Where people favor prior evidence over new evidence of information that has emerged. A perfect example of this is how people believed that the earth was flat for the longest time, and they found it really difficult to accept the fact that the world was round.
1: Mm, Yeah.
0: Right, because it was new information. So that's a, that's a good example of that. That's called conservatism bias.
1: Mm.
2: Uh,
0: information bias. The tendency to seek information when it does not affect action. Hmm. I don't know about this one. So what they're saying is more information is not always better. With less information, people can often make more accurate predictions. Uh, I disagree with that. Hmm. I disagree with that one.
1: The Come- only way I feel like I can understand what they're meaning is that when you try to consider all the little possible details of something, mm. it distracts you from the main uh, okay. main point at hand.
0: I see. Right? Okay, they so, might have worded that wrong then.
1: Yeah. So I, I mean, this is me just assuming that's yeah. a, possibly what they meant because, like, outliers. Once again, it's the same example mm. as before. Like, oh, smoking's not bad for you because I know one person. Yeah. You supposedly live to 100 um, and that's an outlier that doesn't represent the whole sample um, mm. Yeah,
0: agreed okay so if what diane is saying is what they meant yeah then yeah i guess yeah. i could agree with that bringing irrelevant information and making it seem relevant mm-hmm. to tip the scales
1: that happens a lot in um debates Yeah. Right? It's like you're arguing about one thing, but then someone will, you know, overstretch. Be like, but what about this? Like, how do you explain that? Yeah. You're like, dude, that's not even what we're talking about.
0: Exactly. Mm -hmm. You can't handle the truth. (laughs) Next one, ostrich effect. The decision to ignore dangerous or negative information by burying one's head in the sand, like an ostrich. Good example of this. Um, They said that a lot of investors... Research suggests that investors during times of bad market don't look at their stock profiles because they're scared of the truth.
1: Oh, that's me not looking at my bank account after one week of vacation. Yup. <laughs> yup. You're like, I know what's in there. I don't need to know exactly what's not.
0: <laughs> yup. That is me not listening to a final mix when I know it's gonna be weird. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That that's definitely one that's prevalent. Outcome bias. Judging a decision based on the outcome rather than how exactly the decision was made in the moment. Hmm. Once again, they said just because you won a lot in Vegas doesn't mean gambling your money was a smart decision. Right. So the the outcome doesn't always
1: justify
0: the means. I was going to say that, but is that the means? Yeah. Okay. Means of how you
1: got to that consequence.
0: Ah, gotcha. (laughs) Overconfidence some of us are too confident about our abilities true and this causes us to take great risks in our daily lives experts are more prone to this bias than lay people since they are more convinced that they are right yeah so overconfidence happens a lot in music as well because that's the field that i know and then once you start writing once you just start writing or you just start like making melodies and stuff and you listen back to it especially like your first let's say like 30 songs you're like dude this is popping this is fire (laughs) i'm gonna sell a million Mm -hmm. and then you look at it five years later down the line you're like wow yeah that was embarrassing so whenever you start a craft i think it's super important to consider this the overconfidence bias i'm sure you would know this too because when you first write and your first scripts that you've written you look back and what do you think exactly
1: pretty bad
0: but what did you think when you first wrote them Fire! This is
1: not gonna be that bad.
0: Yeah. Oh wait, really? Yeah. Oh dang. Maybe I was just overconfident. So
1: that—that's a curve. It's—it's. It's, oh, gosh. I hold on. Actually, it's important that we know what this is called because this is a really relevant thing. Mm. I think I've talked to you about this before, actually. Mm. When we're when we we're at the studio. Oh, the Dunning Kruger effect.
0: Dunning Kruger effect.
1: Yes, the Dunning effect. Kruger effect is a curve, right? Mm-hmm. And basically, it suggests that the more confident, mm. at a certain point, the more confident you are about your uh, ability to do something, your competence, mm-hmm. the less you actually are. And So true. The more you're not confident, like the less you're confident, yeah. you're probably actually more confident in actuality.
0: So it kind of goes like this, as yeah. you progress, it goes yeah, like this. Yeah,
1: because the idea is that people who are ignorant is bliss, They just don't know. Yes. They think that they know enough. And so therefore that they're excelling at something they actually aren't. Whereas people who aren't confident is because they know that there's so much they don't know. Yes. And they know where the limits of their abilities are, which actually makes them probably more competent at something.
0: What was the theory called again?
1: The Dunning-Kruger effect.
0: All right. Dunning-Kruger effect. Mm Mm-hmm excellent Yeah, I 100% full heartedly agree with that because it's a running trend Uh, this is something that's said in the music industry in Korea a lot the people who are really talented and are really skilled will be the nicest most open people to feedback because they legitimately believe that they are not at their full potential and they are still learning and obviously not all people are like this but once in a while you'll run into someone that thinks they know they know everything And usually, those kinds of peoples in a lot of in a lot of the cases that I've been I've been involved with end up not being too good at their craft
1: because they're not listening to any constructive criticism, probably, right? Yeah,
0: guys, this is an important. This is an important rule. What was it again? The, the Dunning-Kruger
1: effect. Dunning-Kruger
0: effect. Guys, please don't fall victim to this.
1: But therefore, if you feel not confident cuz a lot of people, I feel like younger people if they're creative, they're really down on themselves about yeah. the stuff they make, maybe find comfort in the fact that you feel down about it because that might mean that you're actually a you're lot competent. better. You're a lot better at something than you think you are.
0: Yeah. Like everyone that I know Goes through layers of confirmation. Like, have I not sent you my songs? Yep. Even day six and and, <laughs> and you were JYP like, you're and, <laughs> and yeah yeah. Like we're sick of people being yes men and being like, yeah, this is this is the sickest song since forever. You're gonna do number one. Like we don't want that
1: because they're gonna yeah. get paid all the same. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Everyone, all the artists that you know, whether it's. You know, pop artists, Korean artists, any artist in the world. Everyone has a monitoring system. Because they don't always know what's best. And having a lot of people's opinions on a song, whether they like it or not, could be a bit comforting. And it helps with the numbers as well later. Uh, Pro-innovation bias. When a proponent of an innovation tends to overvalue its usefulness. Um, So when someone creates something or someone thinks of an idea that's completely new, it's fresh... People like it due to the fact that it's fresh and it's new more so than the usefulness of the actual idea.
1: One time, I accidentally invent- invented the taco. Do you ever do that where you, like, think you invented something and then it 100% already exists? No. Oh.
0: Overconfidence bias.
1: <laughs> I thought I invented the taco. <laughs>
0: you thought you invented the taco?
1: Yeah, because I love nachos.
0: Uh, oh. And I was talking to my
1: brother, and I was like, gosh, sometimes, like, the chip can't hold everything that I want it to hold for a good bite. And I wish the chips would come bigger and then you could put everything you want in it and then you could like make sure it doesn't fall off by curving it a little on the taco it was like a taco
0: gotcha <laughs> Diane created the taco
1: you're welcome you're
0: welcome everybody alright next one recency the tendency to weigh the latest information more heavily than the older data this is this is a common theme a common running theme in today's society the latest information or the latest study presents that uh this disease is gonna be this long yeah but then for ages and for years of research it's already been proven to last this long like a different different time length mm-hmm. and all of a sudden because new researchers come out with new theories people just start acceptantly Blatantly accepting the newer theory mm. because it's new. I think this kind of goes back to pro-innovation bias as well. Just because something's fresh, you believe it to be newer because oh, they must have better tools today to better uh, to better uh, measure and like. What it's am I like saying? you see it like yeah. an
1: update to something. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes, but all my all my all my logic users. And everybody that uses sequencers, you will know that updates are the horror of everybody.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: gonna leave that there. Don't
1: fix what's not broke.
0: Exactly. I mean, they they make things better. It's just it's so it's so annoying to switch over. Yeah. Anyway, after twenty, my brain is just kind of like fried. This right is now. a lot. So we're done.
1: Oh, we're those twenty. Wow, you, y'all made it. Y'all made it. I think yeah. All I have all of those probably.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah definitely
1: um i think that's why empathy is so important Mm. if you get overtly upset in like arguments with people yeah um it might ease your anger to just see their side
0: yeah and you might also it might also help your anger to realize that you were probably in their shoes or in their perspective at one point in your life or will be and yes yes
1: There is such thing as both being right and both being wrong at the same time. Yes. Not, you're right, I'm wrong. You're both wrong and right.
0: (laughs) True. I think nothing in life is black and white, especially with arguments. It's always gray. Mm -hmm.
1: It's just who
0: is the darker gray?
1: Usually, though, the best way to, quote unquote, win an argument is to literally just be like, you know what? I see where you're coming from. I can see how, you know, I did you wrong. I only wish you the best and then they're like fuck ah. she, she, she she relented <laughs> <laughs> I look like an ass if I'm angry
0: <laughs> that's a good technique you know a technique that I also learned when you think someone's guilty of something
1: yeah,
0: you just don't say anything and look at them and they end, <laughs> and they end up confessing everything yeah yeah it kind of works. We're going to stare at See? each other right now? See, it just makes me want to tell you all the things that I've wronged you. What have you wronged me with? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So from this 20, we're going to delve a little bit deeper and more in depth. We're going to go to the 12 cognitive biases that prevent you from being rational. I feel like a lot of those made you not rational.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So we're going to go into detail again on some of those biases that we were speaking of to get to better understand the ones that really affect us in everyday life this podcast today is for the betterment of ourselves so that we could think about these biases and try to get them to not intervene in our rationality in the future okay confirmation bias once again we love to agree with people who agree with us it's why we only visit websites to express our political opinions and why we mostly hang around people who hold similar views and tastes um we tend to be put off by individuals groups and news sources that make us feel uncomfortable insecure about our views so what is this telling us confirmation bias tells us that we like to stick to what we like Mm -hmm. if they don't like something they automatically become an enemy somewhat they don't have to always but somewhat they start piling on this negative marked space in our brain let's try to avoid that just because someone doesn't have the same opinion as you or someone has different interests or hobbies it doesn't mean that they're a bad person.
1: As long as they don't like degrade what you like or what you know you stand for. True. If they're leaving you alone, you can leave them alone. Basically.
0: True. True. You can be friends. Yeah. Make it work. Next one. Ingroup bias. Somewhat similar to the confirmation bias is the ingroup bias, a manifestation of innate tribalistic tendencies. And strangely much of this effect may have been done with ox oxytocin?
1: Of course. <laughs> That old thing, <laughs>
0: the oxytocin. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Oh my goodness, the so-called love molecule. Ooh. This neurotransmitter, while helping us to forge tighter bonds with people in our group, performs the exact opposite function for those on the outside. It makes us suspicious, fearful, and even disdainful of others. Oh, so it's basically the same thing. It creates hate for people who don't hold similar interests or are not in our group of
1: like
0: friends, socialites. Like, yeah,
1: like a thought bubble yeah okay so it's kind of like a weird like survivor instinct yeah for like to prevent like outsiders or whatever invaders
0: yeah it's our tribe will prevail
1: let's
0: not try to fall into that fallacy next one gambler's fallacy it's called a fallacy but it's more of a glitch in our thinking we tend to put a tremendous amount of weight on previous events believing they'll somehow influence future outcomes the classic example like i was saying before is the coin tossing after flipping heads, safe five consecutive times, our inclination is to predict an increase in the likelihood that the next coin toss will be tails. But it does not have to be. It is still 50-50. Right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Even mathematically, it's always going to be just 50%. Yes.
1: Yes.
0: Next one. <laughs> Post-purchase <laughs> rationalization. I don't think you're your victim to this I may be victim to this
1: oh rationalizing your uh, splurges yes mm.
0: remember that time you bought something totally unnecessary faulty or overly expensive and then you rationalize the purchase to such an extent that you convinced yourself it was a great idea all along yeah mm.
1: no I have those too what For yeah I, I splurge on things and I'm always crossing? like crossing yes anyway dang okay <laughs> I just I justify via saying I'm getting an experience out of it <laughs> <laughs> it's just such mm,
0: because you pay for yes. vacations
1: no not vacation trips trips i don't do vacations very well but i, I as i get older i crave vacation
0: crave vacations i've
1: never d- done that really well i've never been good at vacationing you
0: should take one you've been you've been working I nonstop stop too long
1: i don't think i've ever even taken a sick day in my life for like work work
0: interesting if, i've taken even, so many
1: even if i get sick i i just say i'm gonna work from home which i do and then if i go on trips i will literally like uh, if i am like a kayak in the middle of a river yeah for a trip if i get an email i'm answering that email in my kayak in the that
0: middle makes of the river it does make sense yeah
1: so i've never done like the whole like people who are like i'm logging off for like seven days to like hang on the beach i've never ever oh done that my. in my life
0: I think for workaholics like you, it may be difficult and even create more anxiety if you were to log off completely.
1: Yeah, because I I get so scared that I'm being yelled at and I can't even (laughs) see what I'm being yelled at for.
0: I feel like fear of being yelled at is a running theme in your (laughs)
1: life. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Okay, moving on.
1: Mike giggle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Neglecting probability. Very few of us have a problem getting into a car and going for a drive. But many many of us experience great trepidation about stepping inside an airplane and flying at 30, 35,000 feet. Flying is unnatural. Yes. Is it hazardous? Yes. But. But, 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 but. Our brains won't release us from this crystal clear logic. Statistically, we have a 1 in 84 chance of dying in a vehicular accident as compared to a 1 in 5,000 chance of dying in a plane crash. Yeah. So technically, this is how my friends were trying to convince me to go skydiving, which I said I kind of wanted to do. But then I went to America Mm -hmm. and I kind of backed out. (laughs) Was it because I was scared? No. Was was it because I was on tour (laughs) and I had to fill my duties? Yes. Oh. So, okay. So Everybody. so so what they said was you have a better percentage chance of dying in a car crash than of skydiving. And I said, "You're ridiculous. Goodbye." <laughs> okay.
1: For those who aren't watching, Jay just wagged his finger across <laughs> back and forth in a slow motion.
0: Yes. Wag <laughs> wag neglecting probability. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wag wag
0: <laughs> wag wag oh, that was a lot
1: Snatch my wag
0: wag wag observational selection bias this is the effect that suddenly noticing things that we didn't notice that much before but we wrongly assume that the frequency has increased like when you're listening to a song mix and then you suddenly one day realize that one tune is out of tune and it ticks and then all you hear when you hear that part of the song is a tick
1: but yes, there there's a phenomenon called that, called something where it refers to the idea that something that's always been around, mm. you don't notice until like halfway down the line. And then all of a sudden it seems to be everywhere.
0: I think you're right. Yeah. So All Comes What?
1: It's not Occam's Razor.
0: Okay, Alcoms Razor is something different. Yeah. But, but what you're talking about is observational section bias because a perfect example that they give is what happens after you buy a new car and you start seeing the same car everywhere. Yeah. Gotcha. So there's that. Status quo bias. We humans tend to be apprehensive of change, which often leads us to make choices that guarantee the things remain the same or change as little as possible. I want things to stay the same, so I'm going to be biased. Is that what that means? Yeah. And yeah, there are all these biases, but just in general, what we want to take away from this is let's not be biased. Let's be perfect. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Let's just always um, reevaluate why you believe what you believe. Exactly and how you formed your opinion on something. Yeah, and most of the time, um, it's okay to give other people benefit of the doubt. Hmm. Their their opinions aren't don't exist to necessarily attack you. Most of the time, yeah, they just exist because they just come to different conclusions.
0: Yeah, I agree with that completely. And just all in all, when you're making a decision, you just really don't know. Just WWJD. What would Jamie do?
1: <laughs> what would she do? Send
0: your questions in today.
1: You know what she would say? Uh, I would not be in that position in the first place. <laughs> I don't know how you got into that. Picture. Seems like your fault.
0: <laughs> Sounds like sound advice to me. All right. So, the last article of today talks about overcoming biases and blind spots in decision making. So, this is going to be the part of this podcast that we try to applicate to our lives apply is applicate a word Mm -hmm. okay applicate number one increase self-awareness start by noticing your reactions responses and judgments throughout the day to different situations so just by listening to this podcast you have already accepted and started and been on your way to number one of increasing self-awareness because you've been wondering this whole time about hearing biases does this apply to me does this apply to me Good job, you're becoming a better human being. Number two, identify who and what makes you uncomfortable. Often, the reason that we are so frustrated or anxious is due to the fact that we don't know where our problems actually lie. Mm. Mm. Make sure you realize what is making you mad. And that may sound obvious... But we don't take the time of the day to think about that. Yeah,
1: when you, it's the thing, when you take, people say, don't take your anger out on me.
0: Exactly. Don't project your anger on someone else Mm -hmm. saying, telling you a joke or making fun of your hair when in actuality you're actually really, really mad because that morning you failed your calc exam.
1: Mom. (laughs) (laughs) Specific example. (laughs) Don't project.
0: Educate yourself on many different cognitive biases, which we have today, so I'm going to skip that one. Um, and that's it. You are already 60%, 66.6% done and on your way to becoming overcoming biases and figuring out these blind spots in your decision-making just by listening to this podcast. Continue to listen and fulfill yourself as a human being in the future, guys.
1: But what's the benefit? What's the point in overcoming You know, cognitive bias. How does one benefit?
0: So once you start becoming more open, I feel like you agree with this because once you start adulting more, you realize that you're not always right. There are going to be people who are smarter than you. And to avoid situations where you look really dumb, (laughs) you open your mind to, he might be right. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should just keep my mouth clamped for just a second just to hear what he says. And all these reactions are caused by going through certain situations where these cognitive biases have bitten you in your behind. Yeah. So why try to heal the wounds after you've been burned when the wounds don't have to be there. Start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Let's open our minds. Let's be open-minded. Yeah. Let's be more aware of our cognitive biases. Let's let's try not to make fools of ourselves. Fools of ourselves. Yes anyway that was the question for today what is a cognitive bias thank you for listening all the way to the end and for the weary ears of those who have been filled with too much information today Ellietransnce beautiful so they
3: so to you Wish we could stay Without someone just thinking Keep you in my eyes
0: Go to the Come back! I hope you enjoyed that. Since we have answered the meat of the question of our questions today, we're going to answer some of yours. Okay, the question comes from at Johan underscore PNG. Random question, but do you have any anime recommendations? Pixar, Disney. I have been meaning to cover. Um.
1: Yeah, we're taking this into a broader concept, just animated content.
0: Yes. What was that movie? The Little Mermaid. Yeah. Look at this stuff.
1: You love The Isn't Little
0: Mermaid? it neat? I love that song. Oh,
1: okay. And I
0: also love... I also really like that song. No chance, no way. I won't say oh, I'm Hercules. In love. I love that song as well. That's a great song. Dude, Disney got the best OSTs. Yeah. Legit. They got OSTs. the best songs. Let's call it OSTs.
1: I just love that. Such a Korean thing to say. OSTs. OSTs. So good. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I've really been meaning to cover those two songs. Okay. Oh. Next question is from... At E V R Y Haru 6. Okay, stupid question. If you go to another planet, it means that you are now the alien, right? Are there other living creatures outside our galaxy that we know exist? Have you ever thought of the possibility
1: that we know we exist? Huh?
0: Yeah. Wow, this sounds like a Tableau question. Does it? It sounds like a Tableau question. <laughs> Didn't he talk about aliens in one of his podcasts? Probably. I remember it.
1: Probably.
0: Okay. Um but yeah, you're correct. If we go to another planet, that means we are the aliens, because alien by definition means what does an it mean? inv-
1: invader or not invader, but um not native to a place. Yeah. A visitor of sorts. Yeah. Do you guys know that song? Oh, I'm an alien.
0: I'm a legal alien. I'm an Englishman in New York. No. It's a song. It's a really famous song. By who? I forget. <laughs>
1: so famous
0: it's so famous (laughs) though. it's so famous but yeah um so yeah the first part of that question is true and the second part of that question oh this is too big brain energy i'm gonna have to send that to tablo
1: so many people think um octopus like octopi are aliens octopuses yeah Mm -hmm. because they have like dna that is unlike any other creature on the planet According to scientists and they're like crazy smart
0: interesting next week where did the octopus (laughs) come come from
1: (laughs) (laughs) thank you for that question uh wrapping
0: up today's segment if you have any other questions that you would want to explore with us please send them to uh please send them to me with the hashtag and let us know what should our next question be you can send those questions to our Instagram and Twitter at the Dive Studios, as well as YouTube.com/slash Dive Studios. Also, if you have any specific questions for me, please send them to JAE underscore a 6 on Twitter. And don't forget to subscribe and review to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We will see you next time later.
1: Or will we? Goodbye. <laughs> <Okay>,
0: <laughs> How did I get here with Jay?